So over the last few weeks, we've been looking at stories out of Scripture where, where God shows up in homes and does something significant, and really how the, the early church and Jesus' first followers, uh, how their faith developed in their homes. So we started in, in Martha's home in Bethany, where we're reminded that sometimes following Jesus calls us to the uncomfortable place of sitting at his feet. And, and then we went to Judas' house in Damascus, where, where Ananias it greets Paul after Paul's conversion, and he calls him brother. And there we saw that transformation starts in homes and then extends out into our neighborhoods, out into our cities as well. And then last week we were in the coastal towns of Joppa and Caesarea on the Mediterranean Sea. And we looked at the story of Peter and Cornelius, where we saw that the Spirit shows up in their homes and the early church community never looked the same after the Spirit showed up in, in their homes. This morning, we're, we're in Jerusalem at, at John Mark's house, or, or really at his mom's house, at Mary's house. Now, we, we know John Mark as being one of Paul's earliest companions. Most of us know him mostly as, as just plain Mark, as in the Gospel of Mark. The disciples are in the house. They're hiding from, from King Herod. They're mourning the loss of James, who, who had just been killed, and they're praying for Peter. Now, this, this King Herod, the one that they're hiding from, is, is the great grandson, or excuse me, the grandson of Herod the Great. He, he was born about six or seven years after Jesus' crucifixion. Now, this Herod had the reputation of, of kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. So, so he'd say one thing to appease the Jewish community, and then he'd go and say something else to appease the Roman community, all in an act just to kind of look good. So, so he was consistent in one area, and he was consistent in the area of persecuting Christians. So he captures James, the brother of John, one of Jesus' first disciples, and he has him beheaded. And then he, he captures Peter during Passover. And so he puts him in prison so they can kind of wait out the, the festival. And, and he probably had the intention of a very, very public trial and a very public execution. He wanted to, to turn it into a spectacle. So he signed twice as many guards as normal to, to watch over Peter. Uh, any sort of escape or anything that would go wrong would have been embarrassing to him. So he didn't want to damage his reputation among his followers at all. And, and then the night before Herod is ready to bring Peter to trial, an angel of the Lord shows up and, and Peter is freed. Peter stirred from this, this deep sleep. He, he's told to get up, to, to put on his clothes, to get dressed and to get going. And then starting at Acts chapter 12, verse 12, we read this. When he realized this, uh, all that was happening, when Peter realized all that was happening, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice in her, in her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you're out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. And they kept saying, it's an angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand, he, he said, be silent. He described to them how the Lord had brought them out of the prison. And he said, tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Now when day came, 
There was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, there are a lot of reasons why I love the passage that we just read from Peter being woken up from this deep sleep while he's in his jail cell. To, to Rhoda's answer at, at the door and the disciples' response when they hear Rhoda say, hey, Peter's at the door. The, the whole thing just humanizes the early church for me. We don't see a faith community that has it all together, that has all the answers. For a moment, they're not all heroes with faith that can move mountains. Instead, they're hiding in Mary's house and they're, they're praying. Because really, that's, that's what we tend to do when we're afraid. That's what we tend to do when we're, we're uncertain, when we don't really know what the future holds or when we're feeling hopeless. It's what we do when we don't have all the answers. And, and, and for me, there's freedom in knowing that having faith doesn't mean that we have to have all the answers. It doesn't even mean that we have to have most of the answers. So Rhoda, she hears this, this knock on the door, and then, and then she hears a familiar voice. It's, it's Peter. She gets so excited that she runs to tell the other disciples and just leaves Peter standing at the door. They tell her that she's, she's out of her mind. Meanwhile, Peter's still outside the door. She, she's out of her mind that she's not quite in touch with reality. Now, we don't know exactly how long the, the disciples were hiding in Mary's house, if it was days or if it was weeks or, or if it was months. But, but I think most of us can relate to the conversation that's, that's going on here in this story. Well, at least I know in, in my house we can. We've all had days where we've seemed off, where, where one of us has had to ask the other person, are you sure that you're okay? Are you really in touch with what's happening beyond the walls of our house, beyond our, our front yard or our backyard? Do you have cabin fever? Rhoda, the disciples, their responses to, to one another, they're comical and they're totally, totally human. And meanwhile, Peter, he, he just keeps knocking on the door. The church is so focused on prayer, the early church is so focused on praying for Peter that they don't hear the knocking. As they keep their heads down, they risk missing the miracle of it all. Finally, they open the door and Peter, he tries to explain it all. He tries to explain himself and then he tells them, hey, go, go to James Go to Jesus' brother, who was the other leader of the church in Jerusalem at that time, and, and tell them that, that I'm alive. He, he tells them to go and, and to do that. It was all a giant mystery. God showed up, and that was the only explanation that he had and that they had. So you might be wondering why I'm sitting here in my car instead of at my house. It's not just because it's too loud inside the house or that it got hot or that I just needed to go for a drive to clear my head. Uh, don't worry, I'm not actually driving right now. I'm parked. It's actually because every time I sit down in my car or in, in a car to drive, I'm reminded of, of two types of faith conversations. 
First, I'm, I'm reminded about conversations uh, about God. I had a buddy in high school named Adam, and, and Adam and I would, would go back and forth sitting in my, my, my family's minivan, our Aerostar, debating faith, and we'd push back and forth and back and forth, and, and he really shaped a lot of what I still believe today. And then a good buddy of mine named Mike from seminary, we, we would drive from San Diego to Pasadena commuting together, talking through all that we were learning and never having answers. And every once in a while, we just kind of have to, to stop ourselves and say, you know what? God's God and, and we're not. And, and we have to be okay with that. I've shared some of that with you at WPC before. So, so the first type of faith conversations are conversations that I have in my car about God. But then the second type of faith conversations I have in my car are conversations with God. When Haley and I lived in Malawi, every time we would get in our, our truck to go somewhere, every single time we, we'd go somewhere, our, our driver or somebody that we were traveling with would say, hey, we need to stop and pray for the journey. And so Haley on, on our, our family minivan has pray for the journey um, right right next to the steering wheel. So, so I've spent time in my car having questions about God and, and then or having conversations about God, but then also having conversations with God. I've wrestled with God in, in the car or riding my bike or going on a walk on the beach and just kind of asked questions. My car, this place, it reminds me that our faith journeys, they're, they're not all linear. They have ups and they have downs and they take us down all kinds of unexpected twists and turns, all kinds of unexpected roads. It reminds me that, that I can't always have all the answers. And so much of our journey right now involves unanswered questions. And we need to resist the temptation of thinking that we have to have it all together or that we personally have to be the one that answers all of the questions. So I imagine Peter kind of struggled to describe exactly how he was freed from jail. I, I bet he had questions that night. And remember, this is Peter. Peter was the one who often stood up to speak on behalf of the apostles, on behalf of the disciples anytime there were questions. He always seemed to have the answers. But I'm guessing, I'm guessing in Mary's home that night with Rhoda, with all the other disciples, that, that he didn't. I'm guessing that at some point he, he, he found freedom in not being able to quite explain or describe all that God had done that night and all that God was doing. The disciples, they found freedom in the unknown that night in Mary's house in Jerusalem. They prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And God showed up. May we find the same sort of pre freedom as, as we pray and pray and pray. And as we learn to embrace, to sit in the mystery of faith. Amen.